You're tuned into Office Hours for now. Broadcasting live from the town of the crowd. The sneaker savant, breaking down the saga tough. Distribution and creation of the prize we lust. The reasoning behind why sneakerheads can find it tough. To try to find a pair, not kind of fair, it's life and thus. Applying your research to track down Oz's wizard. Artificial scarcity making the fucking bitter. We love shoes, but the game changed so fast. I miss the days of rocking my Nike Moabs. Don't ask. Trust the reseller platforms. Now those who love kicks are holding hats torn. The game changed and the feeling felt that scorn. But wonder stocks running off with some facts form. So tune in to the Office Hours podcast to follow up on all that passion, not that hot trash. You were tuned in to Office Hours. Subscribe, like, share, review, and all that. Greetings, Earthlings. You have stumbled into another episode of Office Hours with the Sneaker Savant. We got a little chit-chat to start us off today. Then things are going to heat up a bit as we discuss the intersection of sneakers and hot sauce with V, the founder and one-man army of Kicks with V Hots. Yes, sir. I uh, I took a nap before the uh, before the show today, so maybe I won't be a shithead. <laughs> yeah, try not to be a shithead. That's fucked up. You listen to Rogan or Andrew Huberman? Uh, I don't even know who Andrew Huberman is, and uh, no, I don't don't listen to Joe Rogan. Um, is that like political reason? No, just kind of, um, that dude used to make people eat bugs on television and have hair. And now he just, I don't know. I just miss, I miss fear factor. Joe, Joe Rogan. <laughs> okay. Um, well, the, the cool thing about, okay. So his podcast has got, he usually has three types of guests, right? He's got a podcast that are around, um, around MMA, which I don't know anything about, and I could absolutely give a fuck less. Uh, he has a comedian podcasts because it's also what he does. And his comedian podcast, like if you know the comedian, they could be really fucking funny because they go into a lot of the, you know, they just go into their story a lot. And if it's easy to identify with people after listening to them on a podcast, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and then the last type of people that he has on his podcast are like scientists or people who talk about shit that's like just way the fuck out of like the stuff that some of these scientists talk about. I would never have even considered thinking about listening to or researching any of it. But when he has them on, he, he, he kind of makes it like accessible to people Sure. in a real. I like the way that he brings scientists on, really. And it's because he's a fucking meathead and he could be real stupid about things. But like these people, they talk to him like normal people and like a normal person instead of a bunch of scientists. So anyway, there's this dude uh, who was on both Joe Rogan and Andrew Huberman's podcast. Huberman was on Joe Rogan's podcast a couple weeks ago. And he's like a Berkeley, Cal Berkeley professor of some shit. I don't know. But they, (laughs) they both had the same guest on. And this guest, his name is Matthew Walker. Okay. And this dude, he studies sleep. And it, his episodes, the episodes, I would highly recommend both of them. They're absolutely fucking fascinating. And who would have ever thought that like sleep or the topic of sleep would be fascinating? Highly recommend them because it, it gives you all these windows into, I mean, you might not need it yet. Maybe when you have kids, maybe the, the sleep thing will, will start to get to you. But like, it really fucking helps. Yo, Yo What's going on? How you doing? How's your day going, V? Not bad. Chilling. Just got done with work a little while ago. Luckily, you guys messaged me like right after because I totally forgot I had to do this. I, I was I was buying tickets for Eternal, so I was like, okay, let me go fucking watch this movie and come back and fucking finish up some work. <laughs> Eternals? Yeah. I like how you said you have to do this. <laughs> <laughs> What the podcast or the movie? That's what you just said. You said, "You said, oh shit, I forgot. I have to do this. You don't have to do this, man." So good. I, I committed to it. So you know what I mean. I don't. I don't <laughs> flake. So that that's that's the thing. I know. Well, that's appreciated. Sometimes we feel the same way. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, dude, I was just telling him that when when I was uh when I was scheduling this, I was like, bro, I gotta tell Savan almost every week. Like, hey, uh, podcast today. You're like, oh fuck yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm not very good at, at the, the scheduling thing. When it yeah, that's funny. Your, your fucking name's on the podcast, too. I know. Did, I don't know if we. I don't know if we said the way that uh, how this podcast came about. Do you do you want to tell them the story and then I'll tell them the the, the version of how it came about? Uh, well, do do you want my original version of of like the you want the spicy one or do you want the the family friendly one? Whichever one you want to tell. All right, all right, all right. So a few years ago, I I, I stumbled upon uh, Savant's account and he was right. doing the story about these fucking. $18,000 Jeter 2s. Sorry, 11s. And so I started following. I was following that. And and he keeps posting a bunch of really good content, long-form posts. And, and I say to him, hey, man, you should, uh, you should do a podcast. Long story short, he says, you know, yeah, cool. Fuck off. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> um, it, so, you know, a few, few months go by and say the same thing to him. Hey, buddy, what about a, what about a podcast? Oh, yeah, yeah, really great idea. I definitely should do that. Fuck off. Oh, oh, okay. Yep. Heard that. Not right now. No problem. And then, and then finally he just hits me up, puts me in a group chat with like three other people. Um, Hey, we're going to do this podcast. Nope. <laughs> nope. So, uh, okay. So my version is, <laughs> dude, I got, when I started posting about those Jeters, I got a whole bunch of, I had a whole, whole bunch of young um, people hit me up and like nothing wrong with young people, but, but, I don't well, know that they understand what's going on with um, adults who have wives and kids. Right. So yep. I was just very like, yeah, okay, maybe. You know, a few people said you should do a podcast. And I'm just thinking like, what the fuck am I going to do? Why would anyone care what I have to say uh, on a podcast? And I don't think there's any way I could carry a podcast. And there's absolutely no damn way that I would be able to record a podcast and then distribute it. And so Shank, uh, Shuf hit me up. I want to say once or twice and then a third time and then the third time i was like i need to figure out a better way to get my content out there because i keep getting shut down by by ig right and uh and then i hit shane back one day and i was like yo i said dude if you handle everything and literally just tell me what time are we're, we're recording let's let's do it you know, but I can't do anything else beyond that. Like, as you can see, I can't even fucking promote the thing. Like, that's how <laughs> it's just, you know, the, the thing I like about you guys, the thing I like about all the people that I meet in these spaces is I feel like we all kind of meet in this spot where all of us are trying to to accomplish things. Right. Right. And all of us have a million projects we're working on. And it's like, I, I, I think it's fucking dope. I love it. Like the people that I try and have on here, we are all in a similar place in that we're all trying to um we're trying to get our shit out there right so i know that that chain is trying to he's trying to do a whole lot of stuff with um you know his crafts and uh in the podcast and the production and he knows a whole hell of a lot of, of stuff that i i just barely know anything about and I, I i just appreciate the fact that we're all trying to do stuff and you don't hold scheduling back on someone and against someone i guess i i mean and I mean, we're all kind of playing off each other's um, strengths right now. Oh yeah, right. So, and that's what I—that's what I liked about it. And he, you know, he said he'd be down to do it for, you know, a predetermined amount of time. And then here we are—we're twenty episodes deep, twenty-one, twenty-two. I think we're on twenty-two right now, right? Yeah. This this will be episode twenty-two, and and we were thinking that maybe uh, maybe season one ends at episode twenty-four. Yeah, and this is incredible because most people who do podcasts, dude, you look on, on a lot of these things, they do like two, three episodes, and then they lose steam. Like, we've got 20, we're going to have 22. Right. We're going to have 24, and then, then we're going to be able to say, okay, is this worth continuing? Right? But I mean, yeah, like, I, I can't believe real, it. We give it a real shot. Hell yeah. You said, Well, I said, dude, I got I got six months for you. Let's do this, and here the fuck we are. Yeah. It's, a, it's yeah. an accomplishment in, in, in itself. You know, it's the funny story. All all I can think about now is like, damn, I'm one episode away from 23. <laughs> like, fuck. <laughs> Wish I was 23. <laughs> yeah. We, we so. can hold this episode for a week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't we care, got? Jay man. I was, I, I was just kidding. Jay will We'll do Jay will okay? How about that? Jay will for, for, for me. <laughs> you want to uh, get into your uh, your shit here? Yeah, go sure. For it. Yeah, man. We're gonna go with the basic ass question that we ask literally everybody. 
how'd you get into sneakers? Like, why do you like sneakers? You know, and I'm just going to give you the answer that I gave everybody else. So I don't know when I actually got into sneakers, but I always knew that I was into footwear um, yeah. as early as maybe like three to four years old. So it didn't matter what brand it was or what type of sneaker it was. If I had a new pair of shoes, like, you know, I was just super excited. Um, you know, so I've always had like bargain bargain bin you know, sneakers, you know, my mom would do shopping and whatnot. I've had like, you know, sneakers from like Diodora, Dane, Lotto, uh, all these other like European brands that are not so big in the US. But, you know, it's long, as long as they were brand new, I was super excited. But I became a Nike um, fan because my mom used to play organized sports and her team uh, had a discount. Uh, with um, like a vendor, I guess, and you know they all got Nikes, and I would start stealing her shoes because by the time I was eight years old, I was wearing a, a, a men's eight. So I was like, you know what? Like, uh, anytime she wasn't using it or what or you know whatever, I would try and like just sneak a pair, and uh, you know go play ball or whatever the case may be uh, with her shoes on. And my parents refused to buy me anything I wanted, but they did tell me like, Hey, you know, as soon as you start earning your own money, you can buy whatever you want. So I started saving up doing like odd jobs and, uh, polishing cars in the neighborhood and, you know, polishing my dad's shoes and what have you just to like raise money. And with Chinese new year money as well, saving that up, uh, you know, I got my first pair of like Nikes, which happened to be the Jordan six back in like 92. Yeah. And it just kind of took off from there, you know. Any shoe that I got after the fact, uh, after that pair was, you know, my own money, uh, you know, and they didn't have anything to say, you know, about it. But it was basically like one pair per year type situation, too. Where'd you grow up? Grew up in Singapore. Okay. Yeah, so it was a little different, too, because back then with the um, the way the, the markets were, we just got GRs, the straight GRs. You know, no major exclusive whatsoever. Um, Hong Kong would get some of the, you know, the stuff that the U.S. would get. Australia would get some stuff, but they, they bypass like Malaysia, Singapore, Indonesia. So, like, you know, all I had was GRs, um, but I didn't care. Like, you know, I just love sneakers. It, did, well, it didn't matter. Like, if I like the color, if I like the style of the shoe, like, I'm in. Yeah, Singapore, that's an interesting one, too. I was trying to think of, like, when I went to Singapore, I remember the I saw two, I mean, I looked at Singapore, and that was in 2010, I believe. I went to, yeah, 2010. Okay. Um, I remember I saw, that was the first time I saw the those Adidas Star Wars shoes in the blister packs. Oh, oh nice. Those are dope. Yeah, those yeah. are dope. Yeah. And um, in the pair of shoes, I actually, this was towards the end of my trip when I went to Singapore, I bought... Um, the Jordan six Lakers. Okay. In Singapore. And I, you know, I wore those, those ones back home, but Singapore, I didn't really think, I mean, th there was like when we were growing up, right. There was only really like GRs, right. Everything was kind of a GR, right. That's I true. Mean, Jordans were, were released at regular, I mean, most regular athletic stores. Um, right. The only type of shoe stores that I remember in the U.S. around that time period was like there was like two types of stores. There was the Foot Lockers, right? And Foot Lockers were hella fucking small, um, and they mostly had basketball shoes. Uh, <clears throat> Athletes Foot had more running shoes, and uh, Houston's shoes. I don't know if you ever heard of Houston's. They were they were kind of big on the West Coast at a point, maybe nah. not even the West Coast. Uh, it was H U S T O N S, um, and they used to have like skater shoes. Houston's went out of business years ago, um, right. but that was how I kind of classified them. It, Copeland's, Copeland's was kind of big on the West Coast as well. Yep. And they used to have like, they used to have skate, basketball, and cleats. But everything was kind of a GR, as I, I, I get what I was, that's kind of what I was getting at uh, back then. And it sounds like we're probably, you know, we're probably around the same age, but Jesus fucking Christ, a size eight as an eight-year-old? Oh, I had I had big ass feet when I was I was so <laughs> when I was 14, I was five, three, 90 pounds. Like I was like a maybe a nine, nine and a half at, uh, at the time. And my feet were still growing. And I started freaking out. 
<laughs> I was literally going up like maybe a half size every year. I was like, shit, this is going to be bad. But then uh, I, I hit a growth spurt once I hit um, 15. So so that that was a lifesaver. I'm 5'10 now, if you guys are wondering. <laughs> I was a little bit, yeah. I was like, wait, are you still 5'3? Or... Yeah, no, no, not even. <laughs> like, like I'm, I'm like 185, 5'3. <laughs> There you go. There you go. You came up into yeah. a normal sized man. I, yeah, exactly. Jeez. But, uh, yeah, to, to kind of um, uh, follow up with uh, uh, what you were saying with regards to stores, like in Singapore, they had athletes' feet, uh, athletes' foot. Um, they had this like local, regional type store called Wallace Sports. And um, yeah. I actually got my first job working there because I, you know, I wanted an employee discount and you know, I just w- wanted to work around sneakers. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but uh no they didn't have foot lock apparently foot lockers in singapore now like a, a lot's changed you know yeah uh, but what i meant with regards to grs at the time like hong kong would get a, a bunch of colorways that the u.s would have for, uh i guess the e- easiest example would be the air more tempo like the um, olympic colorways never came yeah. to singapore i got my Air Moore's um, Olympic colorways, you know, with the number eight for Pippin in Hong Kong. And they had the, the Zoom Flight 96s too, uh, you know, in the, the Olympic colorways over there, but it bypassed Singapore. Oh, gee. So uh, it's not a kosher to ask how old you are, but like, if you want to give me a, <laughs> what was the big I'm 43. Show? Okay. So then we are very close to the same age. Um, I'm 41. I- yeah, um, I'm forty. I'm forty three, but uh, you know, I don't know. Like, I guess I look thirty ish. <laughs> yeah, you definitely look younger, and I, I attribute that, I attribute that to not having um, kids. <laughs> I, I like to. I like. I like to practice. Not ready for the practical just yet. Yeah, yeah. Good. <laughs> it's uh... a. <laughs> yeah, I think that you, you definitely. <laughs> You got me. You got me. Uh, Wrap yeah, it up, kids. That's very important. You got me flummoxed right here. Just a little, <laughs> bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. So we can put a picture of V next to a picture of me, and you can see all the wrinkles and all the lines. Am I getting old? And you can see V still looking young. I, I that, guess that'll also, be the picture for the episode. To, <laughs> to, to be fair, I don't really drink as well, and I, I never done drugs. Yeah. Oh, what makes you think you've done Not drugs? Now. I'm not saying that you have. I'm just saying. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So, the air more up-tempo is what you're thinking was. That's that's the one you kind of think back to. Like, I think back to uh, Penny 2s. That that was really the, the, the kind of catalyst for me. And you're saying that the air more up-tempo was what was – that's, like, the earliest pair you really remember? Oh, no, no. I, I remember a whole bunch of pairs, but that was the easiest example I can give you with regards to – my reference to GRs mm-hmm. and not having certain colorways, or at okay. least that particular market not having certain colorways. Right, regional stuff. Yeah, or like super regional because, like you know, Hong Kong and Singapore are kind of the same region, but then mm-hmm. they would get speci- uh, you know certain colorways and we wouldn't. Because it's, pro- and it's probably right? different now, you know. Yeah, it's probably just the market, you know, market share and whatnot, and like with regards to the. Um, the Air Max Plus, your favorite shoe, my favorite shoe. Mm-hmm. You know, Australia got it. It totally bypassed Singapore. And the only reason why I knew about that shoe is because I befriended a uh, an Australian that was in Singapore at the time, and he had a pair. Uh, and I was like, what the hell are those? Because I've never seen those before, and those look sick as hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that that's funny, the Air Max Plus thing. Because, like... Australia, they call that, the, I mean, now it's like known as the Australian goon shoe, right? Right, right. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's such a big thing for, um, I mean, like, I, I think that they even had some kind of, like, profile, like, police profile for dudes who wore Air Max Pluses in, in uh, Australia. But, yeah, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, that was a, I don't know, I don't think, I, I definitely was not thinking international around the time that those came out, or what the international perception was, but I definitely noticed that people really like those um, in in the UK and uh, France as well, like those were a big hit, and I, I remember seeing them in Amsterdam as well. I yeah. mean, for a running shoe, especially with its construction, it was one of the most durable running shoes at the time, because of the knit. You're saying, 
Uh, because Mesh. it was the way it was made, especially the toe with the toe cap. Yeah. Like it wasn't like any other running shoe that was out in the market. It was just so wild looking too. I mean, yeah. that, that that blue um, was so vivid. I mean, I think the actual colors, I think the actual colors called vivid blue or something. I mean, but it was just so bright. It was unlike anything. It looked like you were walking around the fucking aquarium on your foot. Right. And and then the uh, the other one's what, the sunset colorway or something? Yeah, tiger. That's what you want to call him, yeah. Yeah, that, that's the one uh, the guy had. When, yeah. when I first saw them, I was like, wow, those are crazy. So people people don't, I mean, if, if depending on your, your age right here, like there was a time when the only shoes that ever released were like black, white, gray, and maybe a couple other like really muted colors. Right. And I would say that they really started getting wild and loud was probably around, uh, that was like probably the loudest shoe at the time and that was like the first super loud shoe that i think i ever really saw was was that um i'd Air say Max. yeah i'd say it's about yeah same for me give me one second guys sorry i gotta quiet these kids down yes sir about about once an episode on this gotta go quiet the children down it's all good. it happens man that's, that's that's what happens when you got kids i i completely <laughs> understand yes sir Go, go, Power Rangers. <laughs> that's, that's, that's why JT needs to build like a, his own, you know, sound booth. I do have it, man. That's what that's, I'm, I'm tripping. Like, I don't know. It, it's been pretty good recently, I think. It's been very good recently. Well, comparatively <laughs> for the for the for the first like few episodes, the in the old house that you were in trying to record in there, it was just super tinny. But now you got carpet and everything sounds good. Yeah. Muffled. Did you yes, uh put, did you like lay, uh like layer layer the walls and everything with like it's acoustic foam and whatnot? Uh, I have foam all over the walls and it's my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not yeah, acoustic I mean, foam, but yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah shoes doing the job. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Only reason why I'm asking is because uh, I, well, I don't know if you know, like I actually do uh voiceover and voice acting too. I did know. You did tell me that. Yeah. Yeah. And I did room, not know that. And my room was basically like padded up. Mm-hmm. It's... You do that so, on video games? Yeah. Well, at least I'm trying to get into uh, video games, animation, you know, that sort of thing. Especially since like a lot of the, you know, the studios are out this way. But the... then, you know, since COVID, a lot of things shifted. So now, you know, a lot of things are remote too. So that works in my favor as well. Oh, definitely. How did you come upon voice acting? I've always wanted to do it. I just never knew how to break into it. But, but then with, um, you know, the job that I was doing the last 14 years, uh, I never had the time because I was always traveling. So when COVID came around, it just, as far as I'm concerned, COVID is a blessing to me because it gave me an opportunity to kind of take a step back and just reevaluate certain things. And it also gave me an opportunity to pursue certain things as well, uh, like voice acting and uh, my hot sauce brand. Well, that's that's perfect uh, segue, my friend. Why don't you? Uh, why don't we get into that a little bit? How did uh, how did that start up? How did you go from loving sneakers and like you know being three, four years old, looking at whatever sneakers you could, to uh, coming all the way to making some sneaker themed hot sauces? So. Um... I love spicy food. I, as a running joke, I would say I love my women the way I love my food. Spicy. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, so I was, I, I would carry a bottle of hot sauce anywhere I go, right, in my backpack. Uh, I've been doing it since, at least since college. So, you know, like 2000, <laughs> I, I want to say, like, I would have at least a, one bottle of hot sauce in my backpack. Go to McDonald's, I'll pull it out, you know poured over my burger what have you um, he said at least one bottle there could have been two to ten what they, what? they, they could have been at least two or two different types <laughs> sometimes what, what was your brand of choice uh at the time it was actually tabasco but tabasco also had like um a habanero flavored one that they use mango and what have you and that i really good. liked it um so I, I would actually get that and then um i Got introduced to this other brand called El Yocateco. It's like a, a brand out of Mexico. Yeah, I was on tour with a buddy of mine. He he introduced me to that. And I was like, yo, this is really good. 
so you know, I I looked up online and uh, found that they had a trip like a triple X extra hot flavor that that looked like it was kind of like a little roasted and what have you. So I was curious about it, and I only found a vendor on Amazon that was selling like four packs. So I would buy like two four packs at a time, and I was going through that super quick. And I I would literally buy two four packs every month. Because I would put it in a squeeze bottle in my house and use it to cook and eat, and you know I'll throw a bottle in my backpack. I would, I would, I would start leaving bottles at my friends' houses as well, so that I can, you know, actually just pull it out and use it on my food when when I'm over there. I'm that person. <laughs> I'm yeah, about yeah. it, dude. <laughs> you got your Hillary, Hillary Clinton uh, stage right there, right? <laughs> like, I, uh, I'm sorry, like Beyonce and Hillary copied me. <laughs> I'll 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 put that on record. <laughs> yeah, dude, he says I'll take that one to court. Go ahead, let's go. <laughs> but um, so come like 2014, I was like, I'm spending way too much money on hot sauce. <laughs> Said like, no one ever. Like yeah. a crazy amount of money on hot sauce every month, and uh, so I figured like, yo, I need to learn how to make it. Just like I was, I was spending way too much money on lengua tacos, so I learned how to make it. Oh man, so, lengua's so good, dude. Exactly. So I was, I was spending way too much money on lengua tacos every month, and I was like, I I need to learn how to make it. So I I ended up learning how to make lengua tacos, and I can I can honestly say my lengua tacos are awesome. Did you do it off like a recipe book or did you do it off like YouTube and just adjust your ingredients or, or how'd you? Um, what, the lingua tacos or the Either. hot sauce? Both. I pulled a recipe up. Uh, 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 well, for the lingua tacos, I think I looked up all recipes or one of those like Epicurious or something like that. I found a recipe that I could kind of, uh, you know, it, it was nice and simple. And then I kind of did my own tweaking as I continued to make it. And then with mm-hmm. regards to the hot sauce, I, yeah, I found the recipe the same way. Super simple, uh, super easy to make, nothing too complicated. And then um, try, tried it out. Friends liked it. I thought it was super easy to, to make. So I just kept doing it that way. And as I progressed, uh, I, what I like to, to, to say, like to quote Bob Ross, I had uh, happy accidents. And, you know, certain things would, would um, or at least I would mess up certain things in certain ways, but then that would change the flavor profile. And I'd be like, yo, this is actually really good. Then I start doing it that way. And then I start adding and, and taking away or tweaking until I got uh, the, you know, the basically what I have today for, for what I put out for my products. So mm-hmm. that was like seven, eight years in the making. And how long? When when was the first? What was the first uh, release you did? Uh, so officially, when I when I um, launched a hot sauce brand, I did my first release August of two thousand, August fifteenth of two thousand twenty. Okay, right. but but prior to that, I was just making it, you know, for myself. And if I had any leftovers, I would just give it to friends and, and what have you. But all my friends would basically tell me like, yo, you need to go sell this at farmers markets because it's really oh, good. I'm thinking back on time right there. So that that's interesting because August 15th, 2020, is that the same week that you did sneaker history? Yes, it is. So you did that to coincide with your, with your brand launch. Like the official launch. Yeah. Yeah. This is funny. Okay. So this is how V and I actually met. Uh, I think he did his episode August 15th. And then I think I did my episode on August 21st. Or yeah, your, your episode was right after mine. It was the next week's episode in which uh, I basically, um, I talked about the cards that I had made. And uh, V hit me up like right after that episode and said, hey, man, I love, I love, uh, you know, I loved your episode. That was really cool. Um, and we had a lot but- of uh, correlation, like a lot of things in common with regards to your story. So I was like, yo, let me hit this guy up. Yeah, it was, it was, I was super surprised with the reception that i got on the sneaker history because lots of people reached out to me after the sneaker history episode and then you were telling me like i went back and i listened to your episode because i don't i don't listen to every episode of sneaker history like i'm, I'm really picky and, and choosy with it uh, yeah unless you like twist his arm then he's like all right let me go you know like fucking go listen to it 
<laughs> well, well, that's what V did. V said, dude, you better go listen to my shit. And if you do, I'll get you some hot sauce. And uh, I listened to V's and then I talked to him for a long time. And then he was like, yo, you're in Oakland? I said, yeah. He said, I'm in Alameda. I said, wow, okay. No, I'm actually in Oakland. Yeah, I thought you said you were in Alameda. You're right. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, yeah. He said, I'm, I'm also in, in Oakland. And uh, it was pandemic time. And uh, he said, I'm going to drop off some hot sauce. And I said, what? And he said, uh, yeah, what's your address? And I told him my address. And then like 30 minutes later, he was like, um, I already dropped it off. And I went outside and out on the back steps <laughs> was a bottle of hot sauce. And I was like, God damn, that was fucking amazing. Like, I mean, that was, did, that it didn't fast. hurt that he lived like 10 minutes away from me. So I was like, all right. You know, I, I was actually out dropping orders to, to be mailed out at the post office. So it was just like an extra step, you know. So I was like, I'll just swing by, drop it off, call it a day. And I was I was hella weird about it too, because at the beginning of the pandemic, we didn't know if COVID could be uh, spread through um, contact or just right. uh, you know items or whatever. So I, I actually put it inside because I had like a little gate, and I just put it inside and I let it sit there for a couple of days while the sun killed any germs that were on it. I respect that, man. Like you yeah. know, when you told me like, hey. That's a back gate, you know, just leave it on steps. I'm like, I completely understand you got kids. I get it. Yeah. Like, I I actually respected him way more for for like just like, you know, understanding the, the, the severity of the situation. <laughs> no, it was, yeah, it was, right. it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, and both and every time we hung out after that, because we've only known each other since COVID started. Right. I mean, we're both, you know, we're both very respectful with the mask. <laughs> Or you wore a couple masks one time. I think you wore two masks one time. I, I double mask, yeah. Yeah. That's funny, man. Anyway. <laughs> man, that double masking shit just reminds me of working in kitchens. I used to work with this dude, Antoine, who would swear to he swore by wearing two pairs of latex gloves at one time, and his hand would look like a pop art balloon. Because <laughs> them shits were tight as fuck. Right. And he'd be working the fryer. And I'd be like, bro, you got to change your gloves. He'd be like, go fuck yourself. And he would just pull the top layer off and he had another pair underneath. He goes, are we good now? Yeah. I was like, okay, okay, we're good now. Jeez. I'll leave you alone. That's smart. That's like like Dumb and Dumber. (laughs) Like, I I do the same when, uh, so I have a Carolina Reaper flavor coming up really soon. Ooh, yeah. I got to get me some of that. So when I was, so the one thing that sets my hot sauce apart from, uh, uh, a lot of other brands and whatnot. I use fresh peppers, so when I got Carolina mm. Reapers and they were fresh peppers, and they like I could feel the heat on my hands with one set of gloves on, so I had to double. Dude, like, just when, look when I, at I, will burn your eyeballs. I'm like, hey, I, I have actually forgotten that I handled peppers and cleaned up equipment without gloves, contacts on like three times. Mm. Exactly, <laughs> bro. Like I've had enough hot sauce in my eye from you know working in kitchens for almost twenty years, and and I, I, f- I feel for you, homie. I mean, at at that point, I could only laugh because you know it's my dumbass, it's my mistake. Yeah, you know, I can't right, right. Anybody. <laughs> <laughs> what's the uh, um, what's the biggest mis- mistake you've made making hot sauce so far? Outside of my contacts. Yeah. Like, have you I think that would be... Oh, have I fucked up um a batch? Yeah. Uh, so so uh that you know alluded to the like the happy mistakes. So I fucked up mm-hmm. on like um you know recipe maybe a quantity amounts or um how long I, I I let it sit and you know that kind of all added up to like oh okay. Yeah, I could use this. I like the flavor profile for this, or like, okay, maybe not this way, uh, you know, and this and that. Uh, but outside of that, um, it's either I have had to throw maybe three, four batches out in total because of uh, just mold, you know, and and sometimes like that's uncontrollable because of. Either your environment or, you know, whatever. But, you know, it's because all my sauces are fermented. I was just going to ask you that. Yeah. And it it takes me like two and a half months to to prep a batch. Wow. Like from start to finish. Yep. Uh, So sometimes, like, you know, it it just happens where, you know, sometimes you can save it. 
and sometimes you just can't. So, you know, if you can't, you just bite the bullet, say peace, dump the thing, and start start again. Yeah, it always seems to boil down to that ratio of vinegar. You know, make sure you got enough of that in there before you start fermenting because I had quite a few situations. Somehow, I've never seen this happen before, but I worked at this restaurant where the the head chef had done some pickles. Yeah. And I've never seen a pickle mold in my life, but he had moldy pickles. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All about the ratio of vinegar. Yeah, sometimes, like, you know, if you don't clean it well enough or, yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. like, some, you know, something's exposed, uh, it's not enough brine or whatever, yeah, it, it happens. For, for me, like, my process, I actually, I actually do a mash instead of uh, a brine. That's the way to do it. So it's like I don't have, like, a brine and my peppers are in that brine. I, I do it as a mash. So that's also, you know a little different where I I basically have to make sure that my air exposure is super limited, you know, make sure that my environment is clean. I don't have other things like lying around. Oh, uh, that's the other thing. Like um, there was once, I guess the mistake I made was having mangoes sitting around and, you know, the back, uh, the, the, basically the bacteria from the mango and all that could, you know, basically like cross contaminate till you have an arrow mash and that's probably what happened where I had to throw out like two different batches because I was thinking of, okay, let me prep this batch right now and then start, you know, uh, prepping the mango so I can use it for, for uh, a batch of mango habaneros, you know? So now I do it completely separately. So when I, when I'm prepping a batch for just the mash, I do just that. And then I go buy other raw materials to go prep for other stuff and just not leave it to chance anymore. Yeah, dude, we used to, um, we used to make this jalapeno mash hot sauce at a restaurant I worked at and we we would, we would take it and, and bottle it, you know, just like you do for, for sale and all that nonsense. But we used to have to do it in a commissary kitchen because if we tried to do it in our home kitchen or at the restaurant's kitchen, the same thing would happen to us that the, the, multiple ingredients even just being out at the same time that yeah they they fuck each other up exactly interesting that i mean to bring it back to shoes you remember a couple years ago when uh (laughs) nike had to scrap whole uh whole runs of shoes due to mold oh yeah 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 i think they've done that they've done that at least two or three times in the last three years just take a take a look at there was a couple holiday releases that were planned got stuck in shipping containers, ended up uh, molding. And then they ended up canceling the releases. I mean, it happens because, you know, it's going on ships, like moisture and everything. Like now the containers are not like airtight or anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what I was just wondering. It's like, how the fuck does that happen? But you answered my question. (laughs) (laughs) Especially like you're sitting out of water, like, you know, out at sea for like an extended period of time. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, it looks like it happened with some Jordan 1s. Uh, there was Jordan 4s, I think. Um, right. That it, there was also a pair of 3s, I believe. Customers are receiving moldy Air Jordans from Nike. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway, but that's not. So what do you think about what, what's like a, a similarity you see? This is a ridiculous question, but what's a similarity <laughs> you might see between uh, the hot sauce market and um, sneaker market? Um, Similarities. Are there any? think uh mm-hmm. variety uh now since like you know mm-hmm. sneakers have become so mainstream that you have all these other brands that are popping up or like you know there's just way more colorways that are coming up like i can't keep up anymore i used to be able to know every single model that's on the shelf every yeah. single colorway i can't keep up anymore because there's a new colorway coming up every single week or every or every other day i'm like this is ridiculous what about like limited drops of hot sauce? Are there limited drops of hot sauce out there? Um, possibly. Yeah. yeah I, I'm. Say it again, Shane. I didn't hear that. Oh, think about um, think about that show, Hot Ones, with. Uh, oh yeah, Sean- yeah, 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 yeah. You limited so, drops of the last dab and all of that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have I you mean, ever I, doing that? I've uh, yeah, actually, am currently working on something like that. Uh, I'm planning to do a limited blend. Of hot okay. sauce, I I I have it in front of me. That's you know that. Well, I mean they're basically like big, 
being made right now. But I also have some sam uh, samplers set set aside to kind of figure out like how you know which way I want to go with regards to flavor and taste. Because as far as I'm concerned, I don't want to just do the oh you know let's just fucking you know blow this out like make it super hot where people are just fucking dying. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, flavor is very important because I like to use my hot sauce for food with food <laughs> to complement food you know so i mean and not knocking any any brands that do the novelty thing there's an absolute lane for that yeah you know and they, and they absolutely succeed in that i mean that's the whole reason why uh on hot ones the bomb is the only bottle of hot sauce that has stayed from season one all the way to season 16 have you had that i have that uh i have had that once before and it is what it is you know what i mean like it, it, yeah. it serves its purpose oh geez yeah like it smells like death like it's just <laughs> like i don't recommend it unless you like really hate yourself right i mean if you're thinking of using that as a flavor enhancer for your food you are out of your mind you fucked up yeah yeah you know like you were not <laughs> like yeah no uh, no if you think of using that as a challenge to just laugh with your friends or at your friends go ahead <laughs> that's what it's for <laughs> he says with or at <laughs> like uh so i i mean i've done wing challenges uh before and you know that's how they i'm i'm not saying that they specifically use the bomb but that's the type of stuff that they use to basically like you know do their whole atomic level stuff or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, like I, um, you know, especially out on the east coast, they have this uh franchise called a uh, uh, Jiffy Loop or oh no, Quaker Loop, Quaker Steak and Lube, yeah, that one. So, I've done the atomic challenge in um, New Berlin, uh, uh, Wisconsin, and um, where Cedar Rapids is in Ohio. Oh, yeah, yeah, Dusky. Yeah. Did you do um did you do the regular atomic or the triple atomic? The triple atomic. That shit was crazy. <laughs> I've I I've, I've done the triple atomic. Yep, so, yep. Yeah. I, I, I was on the wall at my local place for that one too. I'm I'm on the wall. I got the damn t-shirt and got, oh, got yeah. all that. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, you, you don't do that for flavor. No. <laughs> you do that for, for bragging rights. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, it's just one of those things, like, you know. So my hot sauce specifically is not for that. You know, it's actual, like, I care about the flavors. I care about how it blends with food and what have you. So, like, you, you can confidently just take a bottle of my hot sauce and have it with you and try it on stuff and not have to worry about, you know, it taking over, you know, the flavor of, you know, your tacos or what have you and just tasting fire. You know, and, and with that being said, like I actively try my hot sauces on different foods because I typically make my hot sauces very uh, universal. Yeah, I'm on different types of foods. I think my, the best example I can give you is my flagship habanero, right? You can use it on anything from tacos, fried chicken to pho, ramen. Like I, I've tried it all. You know, mm -hmm. as as many things you can think of, I've tried it on there just to see if it works. And if it doesn't, I will let you know. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I I'm not one of those guys that go like, yeah, you know, my hot sauce is good on anything, but you know, and then you know, you take it and go try it on something, and it's like, nah, this doesn't work. Like, so you know, and, and you get turned off by it, and not you know, buy it anymore, you know, and stuff like that. So like. I, I literally go out and try it. What's the most questionable food you've put it on? Um, well, I mean, like, uh, fun ramen, quite honestly, because I was kind of curious to see how it would pair. Because, you know, typically you don't think of putting, like, a habanero hot sauce in those specific foods, especially if you want it spicy. They have their own type of, uh, you know, chilies and mm -hmm. what have you. So, uh, you know, when, when I tried it the first time, I was like, hey, this actually works. Like, this is cool. Good news. Awesome. And then I tried it with ramen and it worked too. I'm like, okay, great. And then I make Taiwanese beef noodle soup at home and I tried it with that because typically 
uh, you would use like, you know, hot chili oil. Uh, you got, you know, and, and so I was curious to see if it pairs with it and it, and it does as well. So I, I try to think really outside the box, uh, you know, to, to kind of see if it would work or not. And if it does work, then I would do it. I, I would basically do an Instagram reel to kind of and just put it out there to basically educate the customer. I was like, hey, you can really just, you know, not confine yourself into, you know, what you what you think hot sauces are good for. And kind of go out of it, you know, especially if you're using mine and, and kind of just venture off. Uh, and it's good for like a whole bunch of other things outside of, you know, the the typical tacos and fried chicken. Right. Have you ever thought about um, trying to uh, partner with any restaurants? Working on it. Working uh -huh. on it right now. I have uh, I've been in talks with this one restaurant that's supposed to be opening up in downtown oakland uh, i've been talking with the owner quite a bit there's been delays because of uh you know supply chain stuff their opening has been pushed back and whatnot but we've been in talks uh outside of that i've uh been in talks to do some collaborations as well mm -hmm. um in the midst of preparing a formulation for this uh trivia based podcast uh that's actually uh uh, run by a friend of mine and uh you know they've been around for a while and you know she hit me up and be like hey you, you know would love to kind of collaborate see what we can do with this and what have you so so that's uh that's happening as well so that that's going to be really cool interesting you work on any new flavors uh right now the the uh the limited edition and the carolina, carolina reaper, reaper is uh the new ones and i just launched the uh chipotle ginger Chipotle ginger. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So that's going to be like uh, heat level wise, that's going to be like the least, like, you know, the absolute bottom. So it's like a two to three out of 10, so to speak, if you need a gauge, it's more savory. It's more for flavor than, than actual like heat. You know, it might be a good, I'm going to give you a, a million dollar idea right here. <laughs> right. Go ahead. Uh, bro, there's only one place that I know that sells uh, jerk sauce. Okay. You are yeah. looking in the wrong spots. Yeah, well, you clearly are you... looking at the wrong spots. <laughs> yeah, where give me give me one spot in the Bay Area that sells jerk jerk sauce. I, I think back at Yard in San Jose sells their own jerk sauce. That's the only place. Okay. I that's mean that, the that's place. that's the one place I like going to per se, but uh I, I know my friend who's Jamaican has re recommended me some of the spots that I haven't gone around to, to check out yet. Yeah, but we like checked, yeah, we, we checked it all out, man. My wife's Jamaican and she Okay. I mean, like, yeah. So she she's very particular when it comes to jerk sauce, and backyard is the only place that has it, and it's fucked up because uh, you know it takes me like four hours to get there. Right, right. It's like eighteen dollars a bottle. And but that's good sure. to know that it has your wife's seal of approval. It makes me feel better that I like that place. Oh, that place that 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 place isn't. I mean, I love back. It's it's the best Jamaican food on the West Coast, as far as I'm concerned, so far. Yeah, we don't really have Jamaican around here, so I'm just I get excited whenever people get talking about it. Right. Yeah. Where you? Where you? I am in central New York, like kind of in the rural area where ain't shit going on. Fair enough. I was about to say, like New York, like are getting Jamaican food than we do. Quite honestly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could take a six-hour drive down to the city and get it for sure. Oh, you're that far. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Well, they have some really good, um, like, like I know Connecticut has a real big. Um, uh, Jamaican population as well, and we used to go Why there. Do you know that? What's that? Why do you know that? Uh, <laughs> well, I used to live in New York. My wife's from New York. Uh, her family used to live up in Connecticut, so we used to go up there, and there used to be all kinds of Jamaican restaurants around Bridgeport, Connecticut. Perfect. Yeah, there's hey. a lot of places on the East Coast. <laughs> that's right. awesome. Yeah, we always Dro look for we always look for wherever we go. Dropping gems. That that's what that's what we do. Yeah, that's right. dude. Just, that that's why I stuck with Savant in the first place. He had the gems. <laughs> random fucking pieces of information that are that, nice. that can be useful if you find yourself if you happen to find yourself near Bridgeport, Connecticut. Very fucking gem. <laughs> Very nice. I'd like to look at the map and see if we have a listener in in Connecticut. If if we do, hello, hi. Uh, <laughs> I I can tell you. Oh, you're gonna look it up. <laughs> I was gonna. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Great. Our listeners, where are we trying to get again? Connecticut. Connecticut. Yeah. Nobody. Nobody in Connecticut. Yeah. Nobody in Connecticut. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, you think about, uh, have you been thinking about the NFT idea for, uh, for hot sauce? I, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I mentioned it to you too. Like I've been thinking about how to go about doing it. I'm just not sure how to, uh, what the concept would be and how to go about doing it. But I was hoping to, yeah, develop something with, with regards to an NFT and maybe, maybe, uh, you know, releasing it with a limited edition hot sauce to kind of tie it in. Yeah, I think um, it's funny because I actually had this conversation with somebody yesterday too. Who uh, they have a really it's it's a pretty big Instagram account. A lot of um, big Instagram accounts in this space have been reaching out to me regarding uh, NFTs and what they can do. And it's funny because I'm working on I'm not joking like six or seven different projects uh, with six or different six or seven different people who uh, are all in different creative realms. Right. And food can also be one of those, I think. Right. Um, but each and every single one of them, in my opinion, has a place in NFTs. And I think, I think straight up, like if you create anything, whether it be food or you write fucking words on paper or you create music or you make movies or you make physical goods, like all of this stuff has a place in the blockchain i think that that's that's super dope i mean i know you and i we've kind of run through a few ideas here and there but right uh, right it is interesting just to you know that that you're open to it too because a lot of people our age man yeah a lot of fucking haters but i mean i i get the concept like you know yeah there's certain things that i i'm still trying to wrap my head around but i get the whole concept behind it I, i i love it for creators and just like anybody that's just trying to have an outlet to be creative so, mm-hmm. so I, I absolutely understand that. But for me, like the reason why I'm having issues trying to develop one is because like I'm looking at it from a consumer standpoint as well. Like, I want to make it worth it for whoever's getting that NFT and, you know, in the hot sauce Thanks. to, you know, like really justify it of because yeah, I'm not rich. I'm, I'm broke as shit. So if I'm going to be spending my money on something, it's, it better be worth it. Right. Of you course. know, and, and I, I live by the concept of voting with my dollar. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, with my products specifically, if I'm charging you a certain amount, best believe I'm standing by it. And, you know, you know, you're getting fucking value for money, you know, by by, you know, supporting me and and, 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 and getting my products. I don't you know, I don't want you to think like, you know, you're paying whatever amount and then you're just getting like horse shit, essentially. Oh, well, I love it. It's all about providing value. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got to care about yourself and your customer. Exactly. Yeah. It's the whole reason why I haven't attempted to to to, to ship internationally too, because I can't personally justify fooled around with addresses. Right? I I typed in a random address in Australia before, and so let's say if that person's buying one bottle of hot sauce, shipping's going to be ninety dollars. I can't personally justify having somebody pay a hundred dollars to get a bottle of hot sauce. It's insane. Yeah. Unless, and until I find a way to like, really just like, you know, kind of balance that out. Like I, I would love to ship internationally, but I can't just justify it. I, do you, do you bottle all your stuff? Uh, it's all you, me, baby. I, I, all, I come up with the formulations. Yeah. I make it, I bottle it. I, I, you know, basically do the artwork for the labels everything like label it pack it it's all me i mean so I've is had, your just full of woozy bottles uh my apartment looks like an unorganized warehouse it's definitely <laughs> not a bachelor pad at all <laughs> no not even once like no, you, it, it, all of your stuff is clean and nothing's out like my 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 apartment is a boner killer <laughs> <laughs> a female boner killer uh, that absolute is- female boner killer well yeah, it sounds like the uh, that uh, that what was that? Um, Steve Carell's uh, house on Forty Year Old Virgin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, but he had like you know freaking like action figures and shit like that. Like, I mean, I kind of do too, but not as much as him. <laughs> he just got habanero peppers and glass bottles. Like, like, like right now at this point. Well, so before I started the hot sauce business, like you know, I I would joke around where. You know, I'd say like I share my apartment, my roommate, and my and my roommate meeting my sneakers. <laughs> now, sneakers. Uh, now, now, basically, like I'm just renting a room, and 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 basically bottles of like 
fermentation and hot sauce are basically taking over my entire apartment. That's, that's beautiful. Like I'm, I'm, I'm renting in my, I'm renting my bed, and that's pretty much it. And the, everything else is hot sauce. See, Dude, but, that's small but, business shit. This yeah, is what I love much. about this conversation right here. This is really what I love about all the people that I've been meeting and all the people that are trying to do shit. We all are in that space. Right. <laughs> right. We all got that fucking thing on the side, you know, it, and, and it starts out as something real small. And then all of a sudden it's this massive fucking thing. And it's no longer in the corner of your room. It is your room. <laughs> oh, I lost my entire house to my fucking workshop, bro. I feel it. Yeah, you got it. I got it. I mean, everyone I know who I've been talking in this space is it. I mean, really, like, yeah. if, you if you don't have that space like that, like, we probably are not going to vibe that well, right? Because right. we are all trying to do stuff, and I, I respect that more than I respect, like, I, I, I just, I respect it a lot. You know, because I think we're, we're I, I understand the struggle. I understand the, uh, I understand the place. You know what I mean? This right. is a place that we're all just trying to, trying to launch. And all of us have different talents and uh, desires and ideas. And we're all just still coming together. And I, I fucking love it. I think it's great. Yeah. And I, and you know, I'm, I'm learning as I'm going along, you know, like um, the supply chain shortage has definitely affected me because I can't seem to get um, jars that I need. So because of that, uh, I've had to be creative with my solutions and stuff. So mm -hmm. I figured out a workaround uh, with regards to how I'm going to proceed some some of the fermentations as, that moving forward with regards to containment. So I was like, okay, but uh, in the end, it's going to save me space as well. So that's awesome. Right. Well, yeah, apparently you very much so need the space. I very much. I haven't worked out in a whole year because I have no space. I haven't worked out in a whole year because I'm lazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, it's it's also partial la laziness, but like I had to stop working out because I got a really bad injury, like a golf elbow, like a severe case of golf elbow, and Was uh, that I had from to golf or no, not at all. Uh, it, it's the injury is basically it's called golf elbow because that's one of the. I guess most common ways you can get it, but right. it's, it's essentially tendonitis, but on the inner side of your elbow, not the outer side. The outer side is tennis elbow. <laughs> so I, I learned I got something it from, today. I got it from doing pull-ups because I do calisthenics, so it's all body weight stuff. And it right. it got it was so bad I couldn't snap my fingers. Oh no! Yeah, it was that bad. That's like my favorite thing to do. Snap so like for, for what I do. Mm -hmm. So like you know, I I laid off for like three months, you know, kind of let it heal and what have you, and then but then the hot sauce thing started building up, and you know, so I started concentrating on that, and you know, next day I knew I'm like it's been a year and I have not worked out. I'm like, what is going on? And I look at Surprise. myself in the mirror. And I was like, dude, you look horrible. You need to start working out now. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. <laughs> I'm like. Uh, I'm not liking the way I'm looking at my sweats today. <laughs> well, and that's how you know it's fucked too, because if you don't like the way you look in the sweats, okay, no, oh god, exactly. That's gonna like, be very forgiving. Yeah. <laughs> man, all right. So we we are at an hour right now. We usually do about an hour episode, and what what we kind of like to do at the end here is you know final shouts, whatever you'd like to do. V, is there anything else you wanted to add about your business, about anything at all? Um. Just know that, you know, I'm a small business based out in Oakland. A lot of my, well, the majority of my raw materials are sourced locally within my neighborhood and, and uh, city. So that's how I kind of contribute back to supporting local business as well. And, uh, yeah, support small business, support local, local small business as well. And go check out, you know, go check out my products. And if you have any questions, you can reach me on uh, on Instagram uh, at Kicks with V Hots. Uh, you know, what's, you can. What's the website? Give us the website. Website is kickswithvhots.com. Kickswithvhots.com. Yeah. And if you have any questions with regards to what you know, my hot sauce would be good to pair with, check out the Instagram account. I put a lot of uh, Instagram reels and posts just to you know, kind of help people answer those questions. Uh, but very very subtle i don't like being preachy on it uh, so i just do a quick reel of me cooking or 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 you know buying certain types of food and adding it you know to it 
to kind of just like give a visual to people be like hey you know you can use it for this and you can use it for that or like, oh yeah you know, yeah you know that sort of thing beautiful what about you savant you got anything you want to promo you got anything you want to shout out to people no not really i, I just gotta say you know i just appreciate meeting people um, who are trying to do stuff i know I go check it. out his amex cards man they're freaking awesome i love them See, he's got you bro he knew there's some promo to be done <laughs> yeah, I know, right? There's that. Yeah, I got a whole list of pro- shit. I got a promo. How about this podcast? Give this podcast a shout out. Cause yeah, go check out this podcast. <laughs> and uh, if anybody's got any uh, NFT ideas from uh, you know that you know you want to shoot my way, uh, I'll I'll listen. Yeah, we we ran through a few, uh, but I think they they could use some work as far as NFT ideas. But I, there's definitely right. a place for this in there, and I think we should um, continue thinking about this idea because it's just this is the way for creators going forward. Um, absolutely anything else no i just want to thank you guys for uh doing this thanks for um entertaining my crazy ideas as well v uh v has been um he's been very patient with me he has a he has a whole shitload (laughs) of shoes that uh he's been trying to get rid of for a while um and he's been very patient with me trying to help him move them uh and dude it's it's all good man like like i said support small business like you know i completely understand because we're kind of you know we're kind of the same type of situation so if i can help you kind of get something off the you know off the ground uh uh, you know and at the same time accomplish what i'm supposed to be doing Mm -hmm. why not you know instead of kind of just relying solely on you know certain uh you know other outlets and stuff and you know having to lose out on a certain percentage because of fees and shipping and what have you right like you know if i can help somebody out that 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 I think is cool, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, thank you again. We appreciate it. And no shoot, problem, thank man. You, buddy. Th- thanks for having together. me. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yes, yes. Of course. Uh, this was honestly, I really liked this episode, and I think people are gonna dig it. Can I throw throw in a little tidbit with regards to uh, the hot sauce and how it kind of connects to uh, sneakers as well? Sorry, I should have mentioned. Yeah, that's this funny. A we didn't even earlier. cover that. We didn't even say that. Yeah. yeah so. Clearly, like hot sauce flavors don't necessarily connect to sneakers. However, if you look at my labels uh, with the design, um, you know, uh, I kind of used a certain silhouette that kind of fits well with with the design of the label and the surroundings uh, of the label kind of looks like a typical uh, sneaker uh, shoe label. If you look like, you know, a pair of like Jordans or what have you, you you can see like the resemblance and that's how I pay homage to to my love for for you know sneaker culture and Similar the colorways or you know are up to interpretation like depending on which sneak sneakerhead you know has a bottle so for example like um, my coffee habanero i i chose uh gray for example you can and if you're into jordan ones that could be like the shadows or or a cool gray you know and that sort of thing right so exactly. yeah that's how i kind of tied it did you pay for that font? <laughs> uh, no, that was... Uh, wait, actually? Yes, yes, I did. You got a Nike font here. This is a Nike font. No, there, there's there's free versions. I know that there's free versions. Not illegal, but yeah. free versions. Yeah. So I, I've definitely had help with, with, with my labeling. Uh, you know, like I, I was able to do it to a certain point, and I'm not completely, like, versed in Illustrator. I'm actually teaching myself right now. But I have Same. a friend that's, that's completely well-versed in me because that's what she does for a living so she helped me out with it yeah this is clean i re- I, I mean i remember uh like going to if you go to like any of those kitschy touristy small towns on the west coast um there's always like one store that has every hot sauce in the world yep. right right you know and this is it's it's funny because like this one is definitely it 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 definitely does not look like those ones because those ones are all colorful and wild. And this is, I mean, this is very subtle and I like what you said about uh, how it looks a lot like a label. Right. And, and that, that was my other thing too. Like I wanted to be subtle, you know, yeah. just like, you know, in presentation and now like if you watch hot ones, now there are other brands that are actually doing subtle labels too, which I thought it was interesting because usually with hot sauce, it's, it's always like super loud, Super over the top. It looks like a heavy metal like album cover. Yeah, yeah. you know, like yeah, exactly. Tunes and shit like that. The one thing I'll give a shout out here to for the habanero hot honey. My kids really like it. My kids, if you have kids, awesome, good hot, to hear. Yeah, put it on um, waffles or you put it on pancakes. The habanero hot honey is really good. 
we're already done with the whole. I mean, I think you gave it to me about a month ago. We're already done with the whole thing. But uh, and I believed I shipped out your order already, and it should have arrived by yeah, now. Yeah. I got it. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and uh, the honey is sourced locally. It's a local. Uh, it's a local honey uh, from an Oakland farm. Mm-hmm. So you know, again, tying it back to my local community, and that's how I give back as well. Yeah, dope. Gotta get back to Oakland, man. Yep, exactly, man. Good. Thank you guys for having me, and I really appreciate the time. Yeah, Yo, absolutely. Great chatting with you, dude. Like you had to. <laughs> well, you know, it's an obligation that I said that I would do, so I come through. I don't flake. It's, I know. it's a commitment. You know what I mean? You absolutely so it's like, do not flake. You absolutely you know, do not flake. Yeah, you know, I, I, I said, I've said this for a while. My dignity is for sale, but my integrity is always intact. And y'all can keep your dignity intact by keeping up with all of us on our various socials. Check out Buy Shoof, the Sneaker Savant, Kicks with V Hots on Instagram. Subscribe to the newsletter on Substack. And maybe you'll even see a new platform experience from us soon. As always, thank you for listening. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. We'll catch y'all next week. <laughs>